Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Profit Max Podcast. And uh, today we're going to hear some success stories from this successful lady entrepreneur. It's a rare breed, you know, entrepreneurs are a rare breed. And I can tell you women entrepreneurs are even, even more rare, even fewer. Okay, because entrepreneurship takes a lot. Some people look at it and think it's very easy. Yeah, it looks easy from outside. You know, when you see people are successful. But, you know, entrepreneurs, they have uh, not only big dreams and big goals, but they also have a burning desire to succeed and a lot of grit and determination and full of drive. So today we're happy to have Anne Koo, the founder and CEO of CT Apps, MSCs, and Number Heart, to share with us entrepreneurial journey over the past 20 plus years and inspire us with our insights and lessons. So Anne, I understand you started this business about 23 years ago. In fact, you just celebrated your 23rd anniversary recently. Yeah, last so, last Wednesday. Yeah, so welcome That's to the Profit Max podcast and uh, please introduce yourself yeah. and your business. Yeah, Tell sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay, my, my name uh, is Anne Koo. Uh, you can call me Anne. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually uh, started CTFs in '98, uh, uh, and um, I'm very much into how I say yeah. I'm a person who loves to meet people, and I, I never know that I will be in the business when I was young. Now I you know as a young child, my ambition was not really great until later years in my life. Okay. I, yeah. So uh, I um, uh, started. CTFs are uh, uh, more like, uh, how I say, uh, during a time when it is really, where, where there's a peak of the recession in 98. Mm. I, I was working for a Singaporean company, a software it started, house. Yeah. It started during the recession of 1998. That is the time of the Asian financial crisis, right? Yeah. I, that time, I was offered a, a position by one US company. Ah. But, but uh, after a lot of thoughts, uh, I decided to start my own and I tell my husband if I feel touch wood, yeah. <laughs> if I feel I'll come back and become a housewife. <laughs> so yeah, I was sleepless for about uh, a week. And the first time in my life I go for a fortune teller. Oh. <laughs> my girlfriend was really old on, on this uh, fortune teller thing. Eventually I said, okay, let's go. And the uh, fortune teller was telling me, why are you waiting for? Wow. So straight away, wow. I go on with a peace of mind. You know, sometimes when... You like all the way. La. Yeah, la. Sometimes eh, when, when uh, you don't know what to do, you, you always uh, try to find a way out. And uh, my girlfriend brought me to a, a, a very good fortune teller, which I had never believed uh, previously. Yeah. And because of the, the good word he had with me, and I go all the way out and work very hard for it. Okay, okay. And, um, all right, very good. So before that, you were saying you work for a Singaporean company, is it? Yes, I am. I was the country manager. Ah. Uh, uh, that boss of mine, uh, actually, uh, he's a Malaysian, become a, married a Singaporean and become Singaporean. He's a guy who just take anything and sell. I think maybe I learned the entrepreneurship from him. Ah. And, and he's also the guy who wants to sell just anything and do just everything. <laughs> he, he, he managed to get the company listed, the company that I started with him uh, back in '94. He got he managed to get it listed in uh, 2000, but I left in uh, 98. Ah. Yeah, uh, but uh, most of the business was because uh, they, they actually focused in this uh, calling card platform, which will, you know, um, that time Malaysia was not so ready. What platform? Uh, calling card. 
you know, those uh, yeah. postpaid yeah. calling card platforms. Yes, yes. So they were doing very well overseas. So I was traveling overseas during that time or so, you know, then, then there's also the time I got my, uh, my, my girl. Mm. She's also 23 years old this year. Wow. Uh, so I, you know, when I was working for the Singaporean company, I traveled so much that I didn't really have a family life, you know, but somehow or other, I decided to start on my own hope to have more control over my time. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. So tell me, you know, um, and when you first started, I guess like every other business is starting, there are always some business challenges and some, yeah. some hurdles, right? So maybe you can share one or two of the challenges when you were starting out and how did you overcome them? I think uh, starting a software house, basically you need to have uh, uh, right people. Like, you know, software house means you need to have a developers. I, I actually work with some of my colleagues who has left the job. Mm. I gather them together and we go small and um, we have good support from the, uh, from the customer. But the, the thing is that we need to grow more, right? So at least we have one client. Then when they grow more, uh, they always find that we are local. You know, during 98 time, they, I think the, the community or the, the business people in Malaysia are not so, how I say, it, don't, they don't really believe that Malaysians have uh, good developers. But we were developing solutions during then for a lot of Asian countries and some were used in Europe. Mm. So I think the trust for local talent was not there. Lah. I see. Yeah, local, uh, local talent and also uh, they need to have a lot of reference sites. I remember I was uh, 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 shortlisted in one of the tender. Mm. And uh, out of the seven candidates, I'm the Kacang Putih one and the smallest one. And then when we were uh, further shortlist, become like a, a, a two of them. And I was called for a meeting, but it, it was uh, during then also we, we do a lot of uh, conference call meetings. So I attended and I was asked by the CTO. Uh, uh, no, he, he, she actually gave me a, a, a remark. Your company is so small, you just started. If I give you this, uh, this order and you cannot deliver and you close down, what happened? You know, I was really hurt. That time I was really hurt. But I put myself together and I and I I I I I tell her, I say, Madam, if I fail, I have so many programmers, can you take them over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I actually won the deal and uh, for, after that we become friends. <laughs> he was asking the sub, who is this woman? Uh, tell, telling me things like that. I said, Yala, you, you pushed me to the wall. You know, I'm starting my business. I said, like this, you don't. Say, I mean, don't tell me negative, negative things like this. But um, yeah, somehow or other, I was in the position that I got no choice, but um, I got a chance, yeah. Okay, great. So, so what I'm hearing from you, Gan, is that um, having a team is essential in building a business and you were able to assemble your team from your previous job, a few of them, yes. over, or you know, they, they came under your employment or whatever. Uh, a team from scratch rather than on your own and trying to knock here and there. Yeah, so I, I'm not a software. I'm not a software person. I'm maybe I would say that I'm an entrepreneur rather than than. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, technically, wise since in the business for so long, because I know what I'm into, yeah. and I can even give the consultancy in terms of very layman technical, layman technical, you know, layman since uh-huh. layman side, but. Technical, but I'm, I'm actually I re- technical is better, right? Because we don't understand, we don't want to know all the technical. Jargon. Uh, we, I don't use a jargon. Yeah. I use a very layman way. Uh, and even yeah. uh, initially, when I started the business, we don't have uh, too many staff. 
I used to draw uh, the, the curl, the, the diagram, design the, the flow on my own. So, so much so that, you know, when I have a budget and I hire a technical staff that who can do the, the uh, like the core flow design, uh, the client actually called me out and said, I want the, I want the, the type of core flow like last time, last time done by end, because they put a lot of technical jargon they cannot understand. So after that, we start to, you know, we understand the customer better. So we try to use in that kind of uh, language that they can understand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I guess it's like driving a car, right? You, didn't, you don't need to know how the car works. You just need to know how to yeah. drive it. Yeah, yeah like, correct, correct, correct. Okay, great. So it looks like you have all the skills for being an entrepreneur. And it's another another testimony, I guess, that uh, you don't need to be technically, an expert technically, to be able to start a business and grow a business. Huh? Yeah, I mean, in the software house, uh, of course, you need to have a, a good technical team with you. Sure. But uh, for me, I'm not technically sound, yes. but uh, things can be learned. Yeah, expert, yeah. But, but somehow or other, at times, I still wish that I'm technically you know, a programmer as well. <laughs> I can know more. Okay, yeah. all right. So going back to the challenge of initially landing the first big deal, huh? mm -hmm. um, how did you land your first big deal? I mean, what, what was the breakthrough point you know, where you were able to scale up? And uh, yeah. You, okay, um, during 1998, when we came out, um, there's the peak of the recession. Mm. So a lot of telecommunication, I, I started off uh, building solution for the telecommunication company in Malaysia. And uh, they were actually having a, a capex freeze or a reduce. So I actually went in and um, uh, give them an offer where I, <laughs> I, I did something quite, quite Quite challenging as well, you know. I say, okay, I put in the system. I'll build for you. Yeah, you make the business, then you pay me. So we do on like a revenue share model. Ah. Yeah, so much so that the the service went so well, and the you know the the revenue that I I got was high, and they bought over the system. Wow. I wish they continue to share with me, but no, they bought over. <laughs> but doesn't matter. That that actually a, a good chance been given to me, and yep. from there on, I have a good reference site. That I can I can actually share because um, in our industry uh, the customer don't like to be the test bait, you know. Mm -hmm. But this situation they actually give me a chance to become uh, uh, use my product as the test on their market, and okay. it works. I start to replicate into other part of the I mean, other uh, in other part of the telco as well as uh, other countries through yeah. partners. I sell through partners. I in local telco, I do directly, but for overseas, I work with the local partners. They know the local culture better, so I just work with them hand in hand. Okay. Yeah, and so, they, so how, did, how did you start to expand to these other markets outside of Malaysia? Uh, networking. Ah. Networking, and uh, I think networking in, in the, go to international fairs or what? Oh, when I first started, I spent a lot in going to all the telco Mission. shows. Yeah, oh, the, the shows. shows. Oh. Yeah, I go, but not too far. Lah. That time budget was quite, quite not so much. Huh? I only go to Hong Kong and uh, Singapore and oh. some of them in Malaysia. So we also start to uh, do demo and so give talks yeah, to get some exposure. Mm. And then uh, we, uh, uh, you know, being a, a, a local company compared to a foreign bigger uh, company, they will charge you for consultancy. 
in that in my case i don't judge for consultancy i give all the ideas and hope they buy my ideas and buy from us but we, so, sometimes we also find that they get our ideas and they get other people to do but it doesn't matter you know if you keep it to yourself so much nobody knows you you will never grow mm. if a person can cheat you they can only cheat you one time right don't be cheated yeah. two times yeah so that shows you know that you're very um how shall i say your mindset is very different no you you believe in sharing you believe in uh, collaborating with others sharing ideas and if they take your idea and steal it well too bad but there'll be other ideas no yeah yeah life goes on don't, don't dwell on something yes. that you know is already rotten yes. just uh it's, yeah it's always good to learn from other mistakes but once in a while you learn from your own mistake which is bad <laughs> it, ha- it happens yeah, yeah. I, I read i read a lot i read yeah. a lot and i go to seminars you know i attend conferences and I also come across very nice people, you know, who are so willing to share and also teach me along the way. Mm. Even up to today, I still have a coach coaching me. Ah. You know, even, yeah, I always believe to learn. It, it, never stop learning. Okay. Yeah, and uh, network is very, very important. Yes, yes. Right. So it looks like you have all those skills, you know, you have the talent to connect with people, you have the talent to collaborate, you have the talent to be resilient. Yeah, the, the ability to be resilient and come back after what they call failing forward, falling forward, right? I recently came across a term called falling upwards. That's a great one, right? Falling. Oh, how, how does that happen? Yeah. How do, yeah, falling it's, upwards it's is called, really nice. It's called getting closer to heaven now. <gasps> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like when you fall, you recover, pick yourself up, and then you're at a higher level. Yep. Like you were saying, you know, lessons the thing about failure is it can be painful but then the lesson that you learn is so big you know yeah yep yep yeah okay. it's yep. always good to learn from other go and i mean yes. <laughs> read more and, and listen yes. more so don't 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 make a mistake on learn from your own mistake rather yeah, yeah, learn yeah. from other people and don't you know yeah. don't, don't less, less painful and less expensive yeah yeah, yeah. definitely definitely okay, okay. Yeah. So um, I guess some of these challenges must have shaped your the way you do business and your business philosophy. Uh, and by the way, does being a woman in this business bring you any challenges? Or on the on the on the converse, does it bring you some advantages? <laughs> I think in terms of uh, uh, discrimination, I frankly speaking, I don't really feel it, lah. But I know there's a lot of people are talking about, you know, human, I mean, women's right, you know, be, women be discriminated. Maybe because I, I, I'm, as you, you, met, you met me, right? Uh, the first time we met the other day, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the person who are quite outspoken and also outgoing. So sometimes when I go with the guys, you no, know, I'm also one of the guys, they don't even treat me like a lady. So I think we fight together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh, being a woman, is there an advantage? I really don't really thought about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe there is an advantage, but I did not really realize about it. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think you have a very strong quality of being a people person. You're able to connect with all kinds of people and you connect with people very fast. You know, that's, I think that's a great quality, <laughs> great attribute to have. Because they always call me the Kepochi, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're not really a Kepochi, you're yeah. just really connecting with people, no? 
Yeah. I, I, like, I like meeting friends. You know, if one day with the friends, uh, I... Puchi is a don't... negative. Okay, Puchi sounds like people gossip a lot. Anything <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> All right. So, I um, wanted to check with you. Uh, sure. Maybe you could share one or two strategies or stories, no? how you scaled up. Uh, so, you were talking about you went to international fairs, did networking, connected with people, they trusted you. They decided to try your product and that's how you grew and expanded, huh? Yep. Okay. Were there one or two stories that were, you know, interesting that we can learn from? I mm, think so. Yep. Meeting your partners or being conned by your partners or... Yeah. I, I, actually, I... My overseas... I, I've been doing a lot of overseas trip, but my first uh, 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 overseas business actually come from Cambodia. During then, Cambodia, uh, you know, during the early 2000, okay. uh, many people wouldn't dare to go to Cambodia. Yeah, I, I managed to go there is because I, I have friends, Malaysian friends working there. Mm. So that's how I explore the market. But they are new. Then I, I even start a company there. Ah. Uh, but, but it was, or what? Uh, Malaysian, with the Malaysian, Malaysian in Cambodia. Wow. But, but I think that's 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 a mistake. Uh, because the Mal- Malaysian being a Malaysian, you know, uh, we don't know the local culture a lot. Yeah. So I started and it doesn't do well. Uh-huh. Uh, but I went back again uh, five years later through a partner and that's how it works. So for me, I always think that when you go to overseas, you must have, uh, of course, luck play uh, on top of working hard, luck also play a part lah. So we, we actually met a, a guy who who represent uh, my product and he bring my product to Cambodia. And that's where we go, grow from there. Rather than starting my own company, I actually work with a local company. But today, after we know each other for long, we, we actually started a company uh, with the Cambodian there itself. Ah. Yeah, so you, you must know the, lo- I mean, the local culture. And also if you want to expand to overseas, uh, <laughs> You must have. You, you must always uh, uh, meet them as well. No, no doubt you already have a partner there, but you still have to go and see them often, and give them value. Mm-hmm. You know, when you give them value, the relationship will be long, and and don't be too calculative. You know, sometimes sometimes you will see. I think I have some ex staff actually was telling me, hey, and we do too much. We we do we we charge too low. Sometimes, sometimes when you want to venture in, you got no choice. Yeah. Yeah, of course, it would be good if I, actually I can take advantage of a high price, a less job. But uh, because of the, the trust we, we give to our local partner, they actually trust us further and they bring us further as well. Not, not only you know, for the country that we go, but they also introduce us to other parts of you know, like the, the neighboring country as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, work, working with partners for me works better like, than going on your own. That's my size, but of course, I also dream to have a, a, a big uh, business in the, the country that I have presence as well. Mm. Yeah, so I, today, we also have uh, our system uh, with partners in Bangladesh. Uh, previously, we, we have in Myanmar, but Myanmar, I am not, uh, at, at this point of time, we are not traveling there yet, but we still have partner working there as well as Vietnam. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So now we also expanding to Indonesia. So we <laughs> have some, some of our team member during the COVID, they went home. 
they built a team in in Indonesia for us. So we are slowly going into Indonesia as well. Okay, all right. Um, before I ask you how much of your business is overseas versus local, just want to come back to the point you made about uh, connecting with your partners and offering value, and sometimes even offering them more value than they expect. Yes. So that's that's a very uh, how shall I say a very abundant attitude, no? Where you're coming from, I don't mind giving, I don't mind sharing, and I don't mind sharing more than I need to. Because I want to win your trust and your confidence. Is that right? Yep, yep. Would that, be, to, would that be your part I, of I your think philosophy? That, yeah, the trust should be continuous. Uh. It's mm. not going to be just because you, you get them to you and then you start to take advantage of them. No, you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. You should treat people fairly and professionally. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like, uh, you know, for us uh, today, many of our business partners are, are my friends. We even travel together. So in some of them, we actually chat go for holiday together too. Mm, great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when your partners are friends, yeah, it becomes such a nice thing, right? Yes. Working together yeah. with friends, yeah, it becomes a very nice relationship. So, yeah. um, how do you how do you pick out, I mean, how, how do you identify someone to be the right person to work with? Mm. I mean, do you just look at their qualification, their capability, their, their business, or do you, how, how do you assess the person and see whether that's the right the right chemistry or the right whatever you want to call it? Peter, I think first look uh, is very hard to tell. It's always about time. Mm. And you also mix with people. You can, you know, ask around the people in the industry. Yeah. Yep. What do you think of this guy? What do you think of this lady? Yeah. Uh, of course, that's, what, that, that's the whole reason why the industry can be big but can be very small. If you do anything wrong, everybody will know. <laughs> <laughs> it keep good. Hopefully, you know the good world will go around. That, that's yes, what, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Good. Uh, so give us an idea, no? And how much of your business is overseas, and how much of it is local Malaysian domestic? We, we, I think we uh, like overseas. We have about maybe forty percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's quite significant. I, yeah, actually, uh, software house. You know, right? You have to go far. <laughs> okay. But we hope to grow more in Malaysia as well. Mm. So yeah. uh, I think actually from uh, last year onwards, we focus in you know working with more uh, partnership than than before. Mm. And we start to come up my product come into uh, easier packages, yeah, and affordable packages. You know from you know I started my business doing a lot of projects. Then over the time I productize my project. And mm -hmm. from the productive project, I sell it off as a one-off capex. And then now I start to move into, you can pay by installment. Some of them actually rent for me. And these days we also have our, especially like a, my call center engagement softwares. I actually have it in the cloud already. Mm. Yeah, even my messaging platform ah. yeah, is actually in the cloud. So it becomes very affordable. Okay. So um, yours is a very fast-moving, dynamic industry, right? There's so many changes, so many innovations and all that. New products keep coming on, new features, yeah. cloud computing and all that. So how do, you, how do you adapt and how do you stay in front of the game? Actually, actually, in this industry, I, I think in many industries as well, mm. you always have to keep uh, updated yourself. What mm. is the trend? Mm. What is the market need? You know? Mm. What is the thing that you know make life easier for people? 
Yeah, there's always about um, uh, uh, putting up the solutions that people require. And for my team, we actually do a lot of R and D as well. You know, we we mm. make the money, we make the money, and then a certain percentage we actually plow back to do to do yeah, R and D. Yeah. Yeah. And then in my team, we also do party system, you know, we do party system so that the, the, the senior guy can continue to research for new things. So mm. whatever they learn, they can pass to the junior. Okay. Yep. All right. So keep on, we, we have to keep on evolve. Otherwise, mm. you know, in a software house, uh, you, you, you definitely have to go into that, that directions. Uh, otherwise, yeah. you will lose out. Yeah. But, but you're not a technical person, right? You're not a software engineer. So how, how do you do that? How do you yourself keep up to date? Or you just get feedback from your team or what? Uh, networking. Ah. Reading. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Reading, go, into, wow. go into social media. Okay. Yeah, social media will tell you a lot of stories. Then go into those, uh, the, the social apps as well. Mm. Yep. I think I, I also see that you're pretty active in LinkedIn, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good platform as well. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you are on top of the game by looking at all the sources and you know what to sieve out and what to focus on. Huh? You, you need to mix with the people in the industry as well. You know, yeah, we, don't yeah, see, yeah. we don't see the competitor as competitor. You know? mm. We are still friends with competitors. Just that, you know, you do your, your part of business. I do my part of business. The market is big enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very important because I don't think any one person can keep in touch with all every aspect of the business nowadays, no? Yeah, so yeah, like you yeah. say, it's good to meet up with your people in the same industry, exchange ideas, exchange updates and all that. Yeah, yeah. And then the day is a win-win now. Yeah, I never know, you know, one day your, your, your competitor become your partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rather than you compete and, you know, uh, crash the, the whole uh, business environment, might as well you work together. And th mm. th actually today there's a trend going forward, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So how would you describe the mindset that is required to build business that is strong and sustainable for the long term? The mindset, positive. Mm -hmm. keep, on keep on trying. Mm -hmm. And don't take advantage of people. Mm. Yeah, And learn whenever you can and be humble as well. Mm. Okay, great yeah. qualities. So staying positive, staying resilient, resilient, right, in the, in the face of challenges, hurdles, obstacles, what have you, being magnanimous and being humble. Eh? Okay, that's great, awesome. How did, how, did, how did this philosophy come about, I guess, through many years, I guess? Eh? Yeah, also a lot of coaches. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, learning from my peers. You know? I, I'm fortunate to meet a lot of very successful people who, who, who do not mind to share you know, how they make it. So yeah, th yeah, that's yeah. why I say the, the being capable, right? you always say, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> huh? and that, that's, that's what I mean by capable, right? you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know this guy. Can you recommend this guy to me? Yes, yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So having the humility to ask for yeah. knowledge, for support, for ideas, for advice, for whatever. Huh? Yep. Yeah, okay, great. Um, perhaps a final question, no? Mm-hmm. What, what words of advice would you give for new entrepreneurs or business people starting out today? You have to keep update yourself. Mm. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, working hard is always a must. Mm. And keep on 
continue to gain more knowledge and also go network and mm. do not be how I say yeah do not be afraid to ask mm. yeah yeah don't be shy go for yeah. it yeah, yeah. Sure. you can be shy if people score you it's only one time don't go back <laughs> to the same guy who score you again unless it's a really good deal yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's a saying you know the faster you learn the faster you earn yeah. you know so what you're saying is learn learn fast learn a lot uh don't be afraid to ask for advice work like crazy work hard you know be prepared to really work hard yeah and yeah those until are, this, yeah until today we still have to work hard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Work hard about, of course, you have, must not forget to enjoy your life. Yes, 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 yep. yes. So it sounds like you have a very strong purpose, you know, because working hard for so many years is not easy, right? And I noticed that entrepreneurs, business people, have this strong drive, you know, this strong drive to want to achieve. So even though they could have built the business for 20, 30 years, but they're still very driven. So what, what is it that drives you? you know? what, what's, the, what's the purpose of the business? I think you should enjoy the journey. Mm. I actually enjoy the journey. That's why it keep on going, keep me going. And at one time, uh, one of my ex coach was calling me the uh, lady, lady serial entrepreneur. But um, <laughs> that, that's because I like you know meeting people and then do business. But I, I need to focus. That's for sure. Okay. So I, I have uh, take the advice and streamline and focus. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Excellent. So thanks a lot, uh, Anne. Yeah, Very good insights there. And I'm sure our Profit Max uh, podcast listeners will enjoy this and get a lot of lessons from it. So thanks a lot. Okay, you guys who have been following this ep uh, one episode after another, I hope you're getting value from this. More importantly, I'd like to ask you to like, share, and subscribe to this channel so that you don't miss out on future episodes. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs>